Oh yeah, um, I ha- I have my polls down. Um, okay. Andy, where where are your polls for this week? Uh, Wing of the Night issue six. Wing of the uh. <laughs> sorry, Wing. <laughs> 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 uh, that's it. To be fair, it took me a that's second. Stay, that's staying in the episode. It took me a second too. I was like, oh, is this some new fucking Halloween vampire shit? And it's uh, just, it's I, just it took me a moment. It's like, uh, oh, wait. He was typing that down. And he was like, oh. He's like, is this that new this Image Comics back. joint? Is this is this Black Mask over here? What's this new hot hot mix coming out? Stan's luck at it was priceless. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like like with PAX West, you know, I couldn't... I, there was Fallout VR, there was Doom VR, and because of my Twisted Metal Wish, couldn't really uh, demo those out. But the one upside of being an exhibitor, I get to go in an hour early. So I just found out on Facebook, um, uh, I remember last year, or yeah, it was last year, like uh, Ben Templesmith, I was freaking out at his table. Well, um, um, yeah, Ben Templesmith... And Justin Jordan, he's the writer for Luther Strode and a whole bunch of other comics. And they're, they're, their booths are right next to each other, so doing a collaboration print. It's only limited to 50 copies. So I'm like, holy shit. So I'm gonna go, as soon as I go, go in on like Thursday morning, first thing I'm gonna hit the hall, I'm gonna buy that print, I'm gonna buy it for a friend, and I wanna peace out. Cause that's the, literally the only thing I, I want from the con right now. Nice. Did I tell you that I. There's a customer that shops in my job who's like friends with Ben Templesmith. Yeah, you told me about him. And he's like always, he's always like emailing him and he like always telling me about like him and Ben's like conversations. I'm jelly. I wish I was best friends with Ben Templesmith, but he knows me. He reckon, uh, the. Well, yeah, he knows you as Warboy. Yeah, exactly. He knows me as a Warboy. And he was teasing me. Like, actually, you were there. You were teasing yeah, me. He yeah. was teasing me. Like, hey, where's the Warboy costume? I'm like, I'm sorry. But, uh, New York Comic Con, I'm excited, but, oh shit, I can't go to One Punch Man panel, um, you guys are going to, what was the other panel you were just talking about? Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. Iron Fist. But oh, Iron Fist God. is like one of those exclusive, you need like a bracelet for trashes, so we're gonna try, we gotta do that first before we what do What did we do else. that for last year, get the bracelets for? I don't know, you, you did that, it wasn't me. Oh, the Naruto panel. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that was dope. Yeah, I really, I've never done like a main stage panel before. Wait. Didn't you go to a panel while we were at the Naruto panel? I don't remember last Comic Con at all. <laughs> I don't know what I did. Like we it went was to the so... Archie panel. Yeah, the Archie panel was cool, but was that last year? Or was that two years? Yeah, ago? that was last year. It was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really do panels that much because it's like always, I always want to do more walking around. I like to be leisurely around the floor. I don't like to feel like I'm rushing to go like see whatever or like waste my whole day like waiting. Yeah. So I don't typically do panels, but this year since I'm only going once and I've never done like a main stage and because my shit has always been Iron Fist, he's always been one of my favorite heroes, I really want to try and get to this Iron Fist panel, but that's about it. And One Punch Man because it's not like ticketed, so I feel like we could just line up an hour before oh, and probably get in. So that's... Do they have the voice cast there or is it... Uh... Wait, is it like, like Madhouse or is it Toonami? Uh... 
I'm gonna check real quick by using. Oh, and another thing that I want to do. Comic Con app. My Comic Con Grails this year. That fucking metallic Green Ranger pop, and then my other Grail is to find the complete series of um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Nice. Yo, um, did you hear? Like, I think it was Josh or someone. Someone posted uh, Funko's line rules mm-hmm. for this year. Apparently, it's like really ridiculous. You have to win a raffle. Are you serious? Yeah, that booth is like ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, you had to enter a lottery, and if you won the lottery, you get the opportunity to line up, and then hopefully you can still get your pop even even after all that bullshit. That is poppycock. It it's dumb. I bought. I got so many. Comic Con exclusives last year from the Funko booth, like the Jack mm-hmm. Skeleton, the um, Poseidon, Kratos, and like I got the Shaun of the Dead figures from them. Oh, yeah. so good! Didn't you do that on Sunday? I think it was Sunday, yeah. But um, so the One Punch Man panel, it says it's Viz Media, so it's probably the manga, I think. But it says stay, like find out what's next and stay stay tuned for a surprise or two. So why not? They're probably gonna talk about season two. Yeah. Yeah, more news about season two. Maybe more news about the mobile game they announced as well. We'll see. If it's some bullshit, we'll just walk right out. <laughs> just like, peace! <laughs> yeah, it's not like we paid anything for it. Yeah. Like... So that's fine. You guys ready to start this this um, slap bang yeah, show? Yeah, we're, I mean, we're ready. We kind of have our cold open talking about New York Comic Con. Like, it starts in four days. It's crazy. Yeah, can't wait to go on Saturday. Uh,. My only the only the only thing that I really want is a Super Saiyan Trunks pop. That's it. That's the only thing I can think of besides like general art prints. Emilio Emilio Lopez is gonna be there and he does some really kick ass Metal Gear Solid art and he even has some like Konami officially licensed him to do some art for Metal Gear Solid Five and he's coming out with a an entire art book dedicated to Metal Gear Solid Five art that he's gonna have out there. And I want to get that book. You know, it makes is it me a pretty steel happy. book? Or? No, it's it's like an art book of his his art, but it's like all like Metal Gear stuff. So I, you That's know, dope. I want to get that. Earlier this week, uh, my friend went to go. Uh, Robbie Rodriguez was doing a signing at a local comic shop around here, and um, I gave him both of my Spider Gwen issue ones to get autographed. So I'm happy I got that out of the way because now comic-con i can bring my spider gwen pops and get robbie to sign those for me <laughs> oh, that's a good idea i might do that too oh shit you know what i can bring my batgirl and get babs to sign oh it. yeah babs you the Burnside, whole batgirl the whole, um, get the whole crew the whole creative team is going to be there they're, yeah. they're promoting motor crush which i'm also super excited about so yeah that's a good idea get them to sign that shit yeah all right let's start the show we don't even need to start the show because we already whatever. Who cares? Let's go into news flash. <laughs> yeah, what's, well, the, what's the first news? Well, you, know, you, know, you know what? Andy's wonderful voice to to like bring us in. Oh, we've been talking for so long about like bullshit that's gonna make it into the show anyway. You like you want to introduce the show eight minutes in? Nine yeah, minutes. Yeah, let's in? do it. Hey, what's up, pals? What's up, pals? Thank you for listening to our eight minutes of rambling. This is this is Super Nerd Pals episode eight eighty three. 83. Question mark? Guess who's back? Back again. Nerd pals are back. Tell a friend. You should tell a friend because that's that's how we got, you know, views and stuff. But anyway, newsflash. I'm saying, (laughs) Gnerski. I'm Andy (laughs) Karaskola. What's up? 
<laughs> and who Chris are you? Samson. That's Chris Samson over there. Oh, sorry. I sounded like the, Yo, you're, we, you're we missed the lag. first. We missed the first week in in a fucking year, and we just lost. <laughs> Train off the tracks. It's over. Burn this house down, because we can't miss a beat without shit going to trash. So here we go. Newsflash. Newsflash. All right. We have so much news. Um, I get, because we've we've been out for two weeks. A lot has happened, so let's go right to it. So, One Punch Man, on September 25th, there was a One Punch Man Fall Festival event, and this blew up on Twitter, and then Madhouse, or Viz Media, also confirmed it uh, on their Twitters. One Punch Man Season 2, it's official, it's coming back. It's going to be coming back sometime next year. There's no specific release date, but... For now, it's official. They tweeted out a photo. It's the One Punch Man logo with giant golden number two. And then in the background is uh, a giant photo of a fist. And they also teased a mobile game app that's also coming out. There's no specific release date, but this is amazing news. This is really surprising. Well, well, it's surprising and not surprising because One Punch Man's release has been meteoric it would have been stupid not to announce season two but at the same time i'm really surprised because it's produced by madhouse and madhouse has a a weird tendency to create amazing anime but not continue it for a second season so i can name you no game no life that's that was one or overlord uh two stellar fantastic anime which which criminally deserve season two but it never happened uh, overlord came out i think 2000 early 2015 and i think no game no life came out sometime in 2014 uh, but this is really great news i'm not quite caught up on the manga or the updated manga with yosuke murata's art or the webcomic so uh again i'm not i can't quite speculate yet what will happen but the anime's been pretty faithful to the manga, so we already caught up. There's a lot to be excited for. There's a lot that might be familiar. But So, that's that's amazing. And you guys are to go to the One Punch Man panel in the year Comic-Con, so... We're trying um, to, anyway. Maybe, the, they'll, maybe one of the surprises will talk about that. Yeah, I mean, presumably the webcomic has gone way beyond like what the anime has done, right? I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the webcomic's been going on for a long, long while. Is the webcomic done or is that still no, going? I think it's no, still, it's ongoing. still ongoing. Okay, and then there, you have like a professional person like doing the official releases, isn't it, right? Isn't it Shonen? No, well, it's yeah, it's Viz Media. They're doing the, oh, yeah. so the redesign. So it's basically the same story, but all the art's done by Yosuke Murata. Uh, but still following the main or one story. Yeah, this is like this is like Inception. There's like it's like three levels deep, and like the deeper you go, the more there is. Yeah, I can't wait for this shit. One Punch Man. If you didn't know, last year was the award our award for best anime of the year. So yeah, it was no contest. It just blew everything out of the water. Uh, right now they're on chapter one oh seven. Okay. Alrighty. And in terms of the Viz Media books, I think they're on volume eight. You could probably look forward to like some special New York Comic Con edition of the manga at the Viz, Viz Media booth. So that's a good one. Oh, Viz always gives some really cool shit at their booths at Comic Con. Yeah, we should hit them up. Uh, 
I remember last year I signed up for Shonen Jump for a year. For like 25 bucks, they gave me two Yu-Gi-Oh mats and an expensive-ass Yu-Gi-Oh card. And I wound up flipping that for like double. I, I did the same for you too. Yeah, they usually give you like... Like I got the... um. They had those cool tote bags one year. It was oh, like yeah. the Sailor Moon tote bags and shit. I believe that was also last year. Yeah. Shit. That's pretty dope. So, um, if you're not caught up with One Punch Man, or you haven't heard of One Punch Man, go watch it on Crunchyroll or Funimation. They're um, on Toonami. The English dub has been pre- has been premiering since July. I'm sure it's on reruns. Also, after season one wrapped, they started showing i guess on a monthly or semi-monthly basis a six episode ova um i actually haven't seen all the ova i've only seen like the first three episodes but i think all six should be out by now they're not available on crunchyroll so you might have to go uh on some other streaming site i know in japan the japanese blu-ray and dvd volumes also include the ova so you want to import that that's totally legit but just for a sample, like episode one of the OVA is basically the origins of One Punch Man and how it got his costume, which is really cool. I think one of the other episodes is explores backstory about the speed of sound Sonic. So definitely check those out. Uh, hopefully that will hold you over until we get some more news about season two. Nice. Cool. Uh, all right. So next, during the season finale of Mr. Robot season two a series of ghost in the shell uh teaser trailers the live action movie uh where it was aired you can find all five teasers compiled to one video on youtube it's it was pretty interesting uh for a couple reasons um paramount they decided to screen the teaser trailers with mr robot because it both involves technology and hacking and cyber terrorism and cyber vigilantism and um, so I think that was a pretty clever move. Paramount was, was pretty proud of this term they call like glitch marketing. And you know, whitewashing concerns aside, I'm actually really looking forward to this movie. It's the teasers. There were they're only like maybe like five or ten seconds long. Uh, two of them were, or actually, I think three of them involved. Uh, Scarlett Johansson as Kusanagi. There was one super creepy one where this is like this old lady android with this creepy face. And then you had uh, Beat Takeshi as the leader of section of section. Um, oh my god, it's not, it's not section thirteen. That's Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> it was like section section nine, section something. I'm sorry, anime fans, if you're yelling at me, I'm sorry, I can't remember at the moment. But I like I think. The movie looks pretty promising after these teasers. I, I, this is the first time we've ever seen footage. I think last month they teased uh, cast photos. But the movie, like the visuals, it, it definitely looks like the world of Ghost in the Shell. It's super cyberpunk, super gritty. So I'm cautiously optimistic, like more than before. I've seen like yeah. a little bit, and I feel kind of bad that I'm a little interested in this movie. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I feel kind of bad about it. I'm like, mm, but I don't know anything about Ghost in the Shell, so I'm diving I the fuck just, into that. Uh, I, I Yo, don't... you have to watch the originals, man. Like all I'm, of them, all the films. Yeah, especially the original one. It's pretty cool stuff. Um, I like Scarlett Johansson. I think she's awesome. I like Ghost in the Shell. For, it's like, but I don't know. <laughs> like together, if, yeah, it makes it, I feel the same weird. way. I feel like dirty, 
liking it, but like the what I've seen, it looks great. It's just like why ScarJo, but I can, I yeah, it's it's a mixed bag. It makes me feel a little bit better that Beat Takeshi's in it. I think the fact that Beat Takeshi's in it, it's 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 quite Japanese, but you just. You just need ScarJo to be like just need a little Rinko more. Kikuchi or just a little else. more. Oh. If you had gotten the the woman from Pacific Rim, that's Rinko. Yeah, yeah, it would have been done. I would have been like, all right, I'm Game all over. in. You got me. But ScarJo Johansson is a little hesitant. I guess I'll wait to see what people are saying about it once it's out. I mean, Hollywood has Hollywood's been trying to do a Ghost in the Shell movie for so long. I mean, that's how that's basically how the Matrix was born the Wachowski brothers or the siblings now they basically walked into a Hollywood studio they played uh, Ghost in the Shell the original movie to them and after the movie was done they said we want to make that into a movie so you know the Matrix is born and then now Hollywood wants to do Ghost in the Shell Ghost in the Shell and Akira those are the They're two probably movies like, that Hollywood okay, is trying to make sure. all the time but do you know any white people who could be in this role <laughs> who do you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then and then that unfortunate news piece leaked where they tried to they they basically admitted that they tried to make ScarJo look more Asian. I was like, why? Just well, why? Just don't. Here's here's what I can say about anything. They can always make the trailers look a hundred times better than the movie actually is. That's true. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. And because of the trailers of Suicide Squad, you know, the studios kind of panicked and they basically made two cuts of the movie. And then they took each half of the cut and smashed it together into another Frankensteinian Off topic, but it's kind of weird. Like, why would they cut the the Blu-ray version of this movie is going to have an hour and a half extra of just Joker footage? Why would you cut that all out? Why would you film that to cut it all? Like, that makes it, no sense. Because it's Jared all and he's garbage. <sighs> he is, but... <laughs> I mean... Where's Joker? Where's Joker? I guess, well, because, like, well, Chuckle Thug, you know, he was... Chuckle. He, <laughs> he was chewing the scenery, so I guess they felt like they would take away from the other characters. But at the same time... Jared Leto only was only in the movie for like fifteen minutes, and they were hyping the hell out of him in the bar, in the marketing. So, uh, catch twenty two. They, I, I guess they, Warner Brothers one, Chuckle Thug zero. Yeah, yeah. And then Jared Leto got pissed off. I mean, he should be pissed off because an hour and a half footage is a he lot. He wants he wants to quit the role of the Joker. He wants. To I want him to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that. Um, what's what's his name? Ben Affleck is trying to convince him not to, and I'm like, but Ben, get someone better. Get Jack Nicholson back. <laughs> Jack Nicholson would pre- play a great old Joker. What if like the Jason Todd young Joker theory is real, and then he gets killed off, so Jerry Leto can get his way. He can he can back out of the movies, and then they get Mark Hamill. To play old, old, old OG Joker, and it'll be like it'll be like Batman Beyond kind of Joker, or he can, or even Dark Knight Returns. He can. They should just bring him into the Red Hood movie and then kill him off. Have Jason Todd like end him. <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. <laughs> enough. All right. Enough. 
enough of how we have an hour, Jared we have an hour and a half of Jared Leto audio footage that we just need to cut already from like the past several times we brought this up and he's get cut he's out okay so we have a whole bunch of animated TV shows that are wrapping up by uh, the end of this year so we got Archer season ten we got regular show season eight and we got Adventure Time season nine I'm so. happy that they're all ending. You know why I'm happy? Do you know why I'm happy that they're ending? No. Now I finally have time to feel like I can I can watch these shows without them true. like constantly adding more episodes that I'll never catch up to. Well, on the brighter news to what Chris released, apparently the creator of Regular Show wants to create an adult an adult cartoon, pretty much Regular Show but for adults. And, uh, That's awesome. Well, I mean, regular show is pretty adult yeah, as it is. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. really excited. But, JJ Quintel is so good. Yeah, but to finally like go to the audience, like to be able to be like, yeah, this is my demographic. So I'm gonna do like like some crazy neck shit. So I this is complete that. news to me. Is it, is it gonna be like Adult Swim or something? Uh, or like, uh, there's no uh, like HBO or Netflix. There's no like talk of where it's going. I just I just know that that's what's in the works, which is gonna be amazing. I'm excited for that. But I love regular show. Oh, uh, regular shows out of all. Oh my god. Okay. Well, r- rankings: regular show, Archer, and then Adventure Time. I I 100% agree with you, Chris. It's it's really weird. Like um. From what everyone tells me about Adventure Time, like, I feel like I would like it, and I tried watching it, and it just didn't really get to me. Maybe I'll, I'll try it, like, a second time, but regular show, at the, when it first came out in 2010, it hit me like a truck. It was so good. The, the humor was just, like, dry, but really quirky, and then it had, like, this alternate world where all the retro technologies was advanced, so it's all, like video game cartridges and VHSs are the like the, the latest and most advanced technology in the And time. they have Chris Redfield voice acting in that. Chris Redfield. It's so good. And plus they like like especially I think it was like season six, they did an amazing spoof of like Evangelion and Gurren Logan yeah. and, and all these other animes and oh and then like the the Ducks episode is just spoofing Voltron. Oh it's so good. Uh, I'm gonna miss regular show so much, and Archer. Oh, Archer! Archer's so good. Let's talk about that that one Archer episode where they opened up like Bob's Burgers. Hundred percent. Yes, Did the crossover just... episode. Oh yeah, my god, that episode was amazing. That's so legit. Uh, uh. And I think that was a season premiere too. Yeah, I think it was like that was season. I think season five. I want to say. Yeah, season five. five or four. No, no, it was before Archer Vice. That's how I remember that. It was, just, it was like the season You're before right. Archivice. Um, You're right. Yeah, yeah. So good. God, I'm so so depressed now. Uh, well, let's pick it up with something new or something awesome. Yeah, this one's awesome. Toonami's going to start airing episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. They heard the last couple of episodes of this podcast. <laughs> they heard me talking about it. They're like, you know what? There's an audience here for this. I would love to believe that someone from Toonami is secretly in our Facebook group, and they they heard that they heard the episode. They see all the memes, and they're like, "Shit, we need to get on this right now." I said they're seeing the JoJo love. They see so much JoJo love, and even better, it's gonna be uncensored, which is awesome. And even better than that, 
It's the fucking ridiculous dub version of it, where everyone's got those crazy accents, those crazy English accents, yelling about vampires and shit that I talked about. I'm Crunchyroll only has the subs, but I did see a little bit of the dub to start, and it's like fucking ridiculous, and it's great, and like the the sub is awesome, but man, the, watching the dub is like on drugs or some shit. Like I don't know, it's like so insane, like the way it is. It's just I don't know, it's great. I have a bone to pick with Crunchyroll though, because. We, I brought this up before. I'm going to bring it up again. They don't have an uncensored cut of anime. Because I'm watching like an episode of Stardust Crusaders and some guy gets his jaw ripped off. And all I see on the screen is this giant patch of black that just blocks oh, really? the half the screen. And that is bullshit. From what I've seen, it looked it didn't look censored. There was just like fucking eyeballs and shit flying everywhere. I don't know. Maybe no, there's... They- Maybe it, did they censor it later on, or I possible? don't know. I I really don't know, and it's stupid because like it happens like more than a couple of times. I mean, there, I mean, there are scenes where like you, you see the eyeballs and stuff ripping out, but there are some scenes where they clearly just took like an eraser tool from Photoshop and just wiped it over the screen, and I Damn. can't see it, and I want to see the animation in all of its glory, and I can't. And now that's just an excuse for me to watch Tsunami because um it was confirmed there was a. Um, uh, someone on Twitter tweeted at, um, let's see. So this was a article on Crunchyroll. Someone tweeted at Tunai co-creator Jason De- DeMarco about whether or not JoJo will be censored, uncensored, and responded as uncensored, which is awesome. And yeah. so, but I mean, it's like, it's weird because you would think Crunchyroll, I guess Crunchyroll doesn't do it for all the other titles. I mean, the only other one I can think of is, uh, terraformers but i again if you're paying for a premium account which is like uh like 11 12 dollars a month i feel like you should get the uncensored version yeah i am here i'm happy to hear that people watching the the anime on tanami are is gonna they're gonna see jack the ripper crawling out of a horse's like neck (laughs) like on on (laughs) cut in like an english accent I might start recording it and uh, watching it. Yeah, like you that. definitely should because you got that Johnny Young Bush Bosch that you love so much. Oh, I love like Johnny voice Young Bosch. JoJo. Cannot wait. Even, even better, I feel like we should do like a react video. You know, just with every episode that comes out of Toonami, just record yourself reacting to it, <laughs> slap together, post it on the YouTube. Be awesome, especially you, Andy, because you're going, you're coming in blind. Well, yeah, yeah, completely blind. So good. You need to you need to watch that show. Let me know once you see it because when I watch the first episode, I'll probably film like my reaction. Nice. And we're going to talk about it on the podcast because because we love the JoJo and we we need see all, we need to hear and see all your reactions. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm also looking forward to this. Came out these this news came out like sometime last week or a week and a half ago. There is a live-action JoJo Bizarre's Adventure movie in the works. And it's not only live-action, it's directed by Takeshi Miike, which is insane. Because Takeshi Miike, he, he's known for his super over-the-top and ultra-violent movies. So like Itchy the Killer or Dead or Alive Audition. He's also directed some like family-friendly stuff like uh, Ace Attorney. But, like, he's known for, like, super over-the-top, uh, um, bloody gory, like, Quentin Tarantino levels of camp and bloodiness. So, the fact that, you know, this guy, he's a pro in, like, Yakuza martial art movies, and he's, he's taking over JoJo, this is amazing. 
I guess I shouldn't complain, but I'm a little bit disappointed. They're not they're not doing like a movie for each arc. So you start with Phantom Blood and then Battle Tendencies Part One and Two, and then Stardust Crusaders, and so on and so forth. But they're this adaptation is tell or is gonna follow the story of the latest art that count that comes out. So that's uh, Diamond is Unbreakable. It I think it just finished up on Crunchyroll. There's like a 26 episode one. And it stars. Um, if I, uh, so this JoJo is Josuke Higashikata. He's basically a grandson of Joseph Joestar, and so that so the story follows him. I, I I'm still catching up with the second half of Stardust Crusaders. I don't know anything about Diamond's Unbreakable, but it's JoJo. It's gonna be fabulous. It's gonna be, it's gonna be posing. It's gonna be people blowing up. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, soon I'm. I'll check this out as soon as I catch up to the anime because I'm, I'm still on um, Battle Tendencies Part One. So, nice. <clears throat> what 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 uh, what um what part or what? I have not seen any more since we last spoke. So I'm oh, still no! <laughs> I'm still waiting to watch what happens to the the Nazis. Okay. So I'm still like I haven't got a chance to watch it, but I'm gonna start watching it soon. Excellent. Question: Do you ever think um like? <laughs> I mean, the U.S. or just Hollywood has made some pretty bad anime adaptations. You know, you got your Dragon Ball, you got the Fist of the North Star movie that came out in '98. Uh, what would happen if some American director wanted to direct a JoJo Bizarre's adventure movie? I'll tell you what, you bring on the Wachowskis. Reach out, okay? I feel okay. like you can't really fuck that up. You bring in the Wachowskis. Um. Who do I want? You get. Let's start with uh, Jonathan Joestar. Who would be the perfect Jonathan Joestar? All right, Chris Chris Hemsworth, and then Chris. you get you get Tom Hiddleston as a DO Brando. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Oh my god, there you that'd go. be awesome. Bring back that Thor Loki love. <laughs> um, I want Christoph Waltz. Oh, actually, no, it's not. It's not even there yet. Darn it. Um, I wanted Christoph Waltz to be von Stroheim, but we'll, I can wait until the second movie. Oh god! You know, what's his name? You bring on. I want Gary. Oh no, he's supposed to be young. <laughs> bring on Ben Affleck as Baron Zeppeli. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> he's older and he's like you seen him in Batman and Superman. That dude's built. He is built. You know, I was just built. Chris Hemsworth. That's why he can be JoJo because these these dudes are built in this anime. So you gotta build. You gotta bring on the built. And then you just give you just give like uh, Tom Middleton like a, a a muscle suit like halfway through the movie, <laughs> <laughs> or just just three hundred. You just paint on those biceps. I want Willem Dafoe to be Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, no, Willem Dafoe as Dio as adult yeah, Dio. <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay. So, well, who, who could be? Well, Tom Hiddleston could be young. No, you know what? Forget it. Forget it. No, I don't know. But we gotta get Willem Dafoe in there somewhere in some Willem capacity. Dafoe, I, I think Willem Dafoe should be should be a uh, speed wagon because I I don't know. He's, he, speed wagon just is he's just really over the top, and I think I think Willem Dafoe would fit him. Willem Dafoe is he's doing great for anime. He's gonna play Ryuk, and now he's gonna play yeah. speed wagon. <laughs> this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> oh God. Listen, Willem Dafoe's voice for Ryuk, perfect. Perfect. Yo, he better do mocap. I want him to do mocap. That'd be awesome. I'm not going to lie. That guy is definitely going to, like, she would definitely play an amazing Joker also. 
William Defoe? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And he was, he, he was, he was the, great Green Goblin. He was the best Green Goblin. The only Green Goblin. <laughs> exactly. They couldn't do it again. They were like, oh shit, we gotta stop the Amazing Spider-Man film before it comes to the third part, because we can't, we can't stop uh, Defoe we, as Goblin. I mean, they could have recasted. No, can't top him. No, I'm saying they could have recasted Willem oh, Dafoe. Oh, again? Yeah. yeah. Just be like, ah, uh, so, Willem. So it turns Willem. out in every universe of Spider-Man, Willem Dafoe is the Goblin. As long as it's live action. Yeah, perfect. Done. No, you know what they would have done? They would have gotten Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Leto's the Green Goblin. <laughs> and then no. He would like... He would change his name to Chuckles the Goblin. What's the kid's name who plays Spider-Man now? Uh, Tom Holland. The actor... Yeah, Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. He'd be leaving like dead fish on Tom Holland's like dresser. <laughs> like, I'm the goblin now. It's like, he doesn't even do that. That's not even his gimmick. At least leave a fucking pumpkin or some shit. Like, no, he, he, no, he, he remember that video? It was, um, it was basically a giant quadcopter, but it acts like a glider, like Green Goblin. Jared Leto, he's gonna break the news. He's, he found, he, he stole a, a Green Goblin costume. He's gonna jack that quadcopter. He's gonna go fly up to Tom Holland's like apartment or house or suite. He's just gonna—he has like a bag of pumpkins. He's just gonna throw them at his window, like for twenty minutes and just, just fly like off. small artisanal fucking pumpkins, just like chucking <laughs> them at his window, like tonk, tonk, Spidey, tonk. And the Spidey! fucked up part is, it's not gonna be like pumpkin bombs. It's just gonna be like regular fucking pumpkins from a store. His like chest is gonna have like Psst, I'm crazy like tattooed across. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, his, his, like, forearm is going to say, like, billionaire boy. <laughs> Next day, the, the second-hand line, he shows up at, uh, what's his name? Um, who played uh, Harry Osborne in the movies? Uh, James Franco. He's going to show up at James Franco's house and start, like, talking to him through a, through a mirror. And be like, yeah, take up the family legacy. And he you know what? He's going like, to remove the glass in every part of James Franco's home and just live in the walls. I'm just gonna, like, it's me, you goblin. I'm going to be honest. My first encounter with James Franco was the Spider-Man movies. And I was like, I don't really like this guy. And then Pineapple Express came along and I was like, this guy's, he's amazing. Uh, that- I feel like the comedy roles fit James Franco way better than, than uh, like a serious role. Yeah. Have you seen James Franco and um, Freaks and Geeks? That's an yeah. amazing show. Yeah. Oh, I love that show so much. So super tangent, but I think that's gonna happen. <laughs> just check it? the Worth headlines. It? Check yeah. the headlines. This is just be Jared Leto. He's gonna go crazy. <laughs> he's gonna steal a quadcopter and he's gonna harass James Franco. <laughs> For no reason, because he's not even casting the movie, he's just gonna do it. Because he's method. He's he he's he's inspirational like that. He like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I thought the, all the pranks he did as Jared Leto Joker was weird and stupid, and I don't know how other cast members put up with that. He said people used condoms. What the fuck? Did he really? He did. He did. It's like I no. That's- did you see I you guys didn't see Saturday Night Live last night, did you? No. With um Margot Robbie was hosting. And they also made fun of the presidential debate. But like when Margot Robbie came out to do her monologue, she was like, um, we're gonna fact check my monologue live. And then like during her monologue, she said, I I really loved Jared Leto as the Joker and the pranks that he pulled, and she like turned aside and just like I I really didn't. And it's a <laughs> fact check. 
I was like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, Jared Leto, please just no, just stop. Please don't do do that. All right, here we're on another Jared Leto tangent. Next piece of news. This one I'm super, super, super excited about. Okay, I've been talking about for the longest time how Tiger Mask is like impossible to find, like in the wild. Like you cannot find this anime. Period. But there's a new version of Tiger Mask coming out called Tiger Mask W. And it's like an updated version of the story. And it's going to have... It's kind of like Sailor Moon uh, Sailor Moon R. Where it's just like a reconstruction sort of Sort of. Like it's it's remade from... It's just completely... Re- I, I, it might be completely new, but I think it's just a remake with like new stuff. It's a, it's, it's a follow-up to the original. It's a follow-up? Okay. Um, actually, um, it already... Pre- yeah, it actually already premiered Saturday. Uh, or yesterday. Or, Wait, or, is it on or, Crunchyroll? Yeah, it's on Crunchyroll. Oh, shit. I know what I'm doing on Go Home. Yeah. Anyway, here's the news. I dropped, I dropped my phone because I'm so excited. Look, here's what's going on. Tiger Mask W on Crunchyroll. Pro wrestling anime. One of the only ones that like you can find these days. And this new version is going to have wrestlers from New Japan pro wrestling as characters in the anime. So you got real ass wrestlers. You got Tiger Mask. I can't wait. I'm going to watch that shit. I'm going to talk about it next week. It's done deal. Yeah. I was reading the synopsis for this, and it sounds so... Like, I, I got, like, a JoJo flavor from it, so check this out. This is synopsis. is from Crunchyroll. Uh, quote, the main characters are Naoto Azuma and Takuma Fuji, two young pro wrestlers. They were trainees at a small wrestling organization called Zimpangu Pro Wrestling, but it wound up getting crushed by the wicked pro wrestling organization Tiger's Den. In retaliation... Naoto trains at the base of Mount Fuji and becomes the new Tiger Mask. And Takuma, meanwhile, deliberately joins Tiger's Den and becomes Tiger the Dark. So, holy shit, like, Takuma goes, like, Red Hood and becomes Tiger the Dark, which is a super badass red and black Bengal tiger mask motif. And he goes undercover and he's going to try to, like, destroy the pro wrestling league from the inside and the other guy he's basically pulling like a jojo or not a jojo like kenshiro training underneath the waterfall and being awesome oh my god all right so now I'm, I'm happy that it's it's not a remake because now Crunchyroll is more incentive to please for the love of god bring the original the tiger original, mask yeah. because like i've never seen it and trying to find that shit on the internet like finding the dvds they're like hundreds of dollars for the DVDs of the, of the anime. So bring that too. So we can see what the fuck is setting up this Tiger Mask W shit. Because I want to I wanna know. Yeah, the last line of the tagline, it says, The legacy left behind the original Tiger Mask is inherited by a new wrestler. So Crunchyroll will be stupid if they don't, like, re- like, like I don't know, like, retouch it and then re-release it. Just like, oh, I love Tiger Mask W. I want to see the original. And no one can find it. But now Crunchyroll can hop on that train and fill that gap. Because... Um. Uh, Stan, if I remember correctly, that that show ran on for a really long while. Right? Yeah, like, it was like, like a decade. It was long running, and like he Tiger Mask inspired Tekken, like Tekken's King and Armor King as characters, and and somebody in New Japan Pro Wrestling wrestled as Tiger Mask for a long time as like a cross promotion between the anime and and the, the the wrestling promotion. So like, it's so fundamental to like pro wrestling history. And you can't find it, which is insane. Plus, it's, like, awesome. <laughs> I looked it up. The original Tiger Mask ran uh, 105 episodes. And then there was an anime shortly after called Tiger Mask 2. And that one ran 33 episodes. 
So you got like a total of 138 episodes. I just gotta say, um, this summer's anime season, it was okay. I mean, like the best ones were, you know, uh, Mob Psycho, RE0, uh, what's it, 91 Days. But the fall anime season looks really dope. Tiger Mask Dubby's coming out. There's other ones like Drifters, Ajin uh, Season 2. So I'm see uh, this fall is going to be so, so legit for anime. So I'm like, we're super excited. And pro wrestling anime. That's so great. A- any other uh, thoughts about this before moving on? I expect to hear my impressions next week. Cool. So, um, this fall, we're not only having a ton of amazing new anime coming out, we have superhero TV shows out the wazoo from CW. Yeah, starting Tuesday, uh, the new new Flash season uh, 3 comes out. Uh, Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Followed by Wednesday's Arrow season 5. Uh, Thursday's Legends tomorrow. No? Thursday's is Legends, but Legends doesn't start up this week. Okay. It starts up a little later. And then Friday is Supergirl Season 2. Wasn't Supergirl Mondays? Supergirl got changed once going to the CW, I believe. Look that up real quick. I'm going to fact check you. Uh, fact check me. October 10th. The 10th is... Oh, it's Monday. Monday. Supergirl Mondays. Oh, so Supergirl doesn't start this week. She starts next week, Columbus Day. I can't wait for Supergirl. I'm actually kind of sort of more excited for Supergirl than I am for The Flash. Just because Superman. And because she's on the CW now. And I started watching season one of Supergirl. Super fun show. Really awesome. That's actually going to be my topic today. Supergirl? Yeah. Nice. Because I started watching it also. Nice. Cool. Cool beans. But yeah, we'll talk more about Supergirl in a few minutes. And uh, yeah, um, as far as Legends of Tomorrow go, I'm not sure when that's starting up. But I am extremely excited for Arrow Season 5. I hear they're going back to their original roots, so it's no longer going to be building up shit. It's just going to be straight up Arrow stuff. And that's all I've been wanting I I don't watch Arrow, <laughs> so I'm super way behind on all the CW TV shows. I know Super uh, all of season one of Supergirl is on Netflix, so I'm gonna binge that sometime soon. It's really good, and I can't wait. I can't wait for Superman, man. Superman, Superman, Superman. Yeah, weren't they teasing the appearance of Batman on one of the CW TV shows? Uh, I remember reading something about it. Hold on, let me. It wasn't. It wasn't Batman. It was like a. A, mer- a misheard line from it Harrison was, Wells. It oh, was, really? He said, he said, he said, it's gonna turn you into a bad man. But everyone heard it as like Batman. Yeah, something along those lines uh, happened. And so. uh, yeah, face. that was like season one of Flash. Yeah, Harrison Wells said it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm- However, uh, Legends of Tomorrow starts October thirteenth. Okay. So the same week as Supergirl. Super excited for Flash. Super excited for Supergirl. Yeah, extremely excited for both. And we got that cool-ass Fight Club 2.0. Yeah, which completely in Supergirl's favor, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> she kicked everyone's ass because she's Supergirl. Yeah. No contest. Can't wait. Can't wait to start talking about it on the show again because I feel like we didn't talk about it at all last season, season two. 
Supergirl? Um, Flash season two. We didn't. We barely spoke about it at all because I was oh, way because behind. You were behind. I didn't watch Chris it. Chris was behind. Yeah. Fucking. I, but I caught up on season two. It was pretty cool. Can't wait for season three. Can't wait for Flashpoint. You better stay on top of this. Dude, shit I'm gonna do my best. I got it. I got a DVR. I got it on that TiVo. All right, it's ready to go. It's okay. it's quite weighed up. Anyway, on to the last piece of news. So okay, I'll take over this one. The next arc of Batgirl. Um, Batgirl is coming back to Burnside, and with it comes a new artist. Um, the new artist taking over. Oh. His name is Christian Wild Goose. Art looks pretty cool. The main thing, though, I think personally bigger than the, the news of the artist, which is awesome. Because um, whoever they end up getting to do Batgirl, they usually pick really good artists. And so that's one of the strongest points of the Batgirl series for me is like they, they continuously bring on good artists. Right After Babsar, they had uh, Ra- Raphael Albuquerque, and now they have... This guy who seems to be just in line with all that. This new arc, right? I was reading about it. Bad Girl comes back to Burnside and it's completely gentrified. Like, there's like hipsters everywhere and a whole bunch of tech startups and shit. So she was like gone and she came back and it became Williamsburg, basically, which is what it was all along, right? But now they're finally leading into the gentrification part of it. And the new villain, maybe, of this arc is you'll never guess who this is, but. Fucking, his name is Ethan Cobblepot. It's the Penguin's son. The fuck? And he's got a new tech startup. And apparently he's incredibly handsome and it becomes Batgirl's love interest in this arc. My question. So the biggest mystery of this arc is who fucked Penguin? (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen that guy? He got three fingers. Maybe maybe it's some weird weird world. Like, remember Batman Returns? Like... Danny DeVito Penguin was yeah, like, with his three fingers. To, uh, who was like, Catwoman? who looked at those flippers uh, and be like, you know what? <laughs> I mean, if it's if it's Penguin from the TV show Gotham, I'd be like, alright, no, but it's, so bad. it's but comic book Penguin. So is, somebody saw that man, but he's like, rant, 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 and his like nose and his and it was like, you know what? I'm feeling it tonight in the Iceberg Lounge. He in the VIP section. I'm gonna go walk over. Maybe, maybe I don't know, this is a huge stretch. Maybe he w- felt like he wanted an heir, and he couldn't find uh, a fine woman to you know to become a couple with. So he, I don't know. Maybe like he went to a sperm bank or artificial insemination and had like some female donor donate her I eggs, thought, and now see, I, I thought you were gonna go off, which is more believable that penguin just like asexually reproduced. <laughs> Like Spongebob? Oh, fucking just, like mitosis? No, because then they would have looked exactly like him. And apparently Ethan Cobblepot's really handsome. So, um, And according to this, you know, and judging by the age of him and like being comparable in age to Barbara, this is probably a son that he's had for a while that we haven't heard about until now. So maybe he was like in London or something and then came. I don't know. I'm really interested in seeing like how that goes. And I'm kind of sort of interested in this potential romance between Barbara and Penguin's son, because that's kind of bizarre but interesting, and way better love interest than the doofus that she's like being paired up with in in Asia right now. I will probably pick up Batgirl. This arc starts in issue seven. Yeah, so it's 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 really weird, but it sounds 
actually kind of interesting. Listen, and I, I hope I hope they don't go they don't lean one hundred percent into the villain aspect of Ethan. I hope it's like gray area, and we don't really know. Like maybe he's he's against his pops or some shit, and like having Barbara. Or and what Ethan, if he becomes a superhero? Like that would be fucking cool. Like a heroic version of yeah. Penguin. Yeah, like I, I just, I'm interested to see where they take this storyline, and I'm, I want to see what he looks like because they haven't shown, as far as I know, they haven't shown any like pictures of and what he looks like. Penguin is one of my three favorite Batman villains. The other two being, of course, Riddler. But can you imagine? Wait, can you imagine Thanksgiving at Batman's <laughs> house? <laughs> just like Barbara's coming over with her date and everyone's like oh who's the new date and she's like it's ethan kalapai <laughs> it's just like what <laughs> Story he's, not, silence. he's not allowed in the bat family you know you know what i'm excited for i'm excited for hotline bling dick grayson just to be like <laughs> goes like full stalker mode just peeping just like has like a pair of like nightwing themed binoculars and creeping on them, and then Batgirl, she's totally trained. She's no, she's being tailed, and Ethan Cobblepot's just like, ah, oh, whatever, you know. What I want from this comic is a reason for Barbara to not date Dick in Nightwing. What I want to see is like Nightwing sees what's going on, and I know, I know, fucking Dick Grayson. He's gonna be like some shit where he's like, I don't trust that man. Well, yeah, because <laughs> like, I mean, I don't trust that right, man. So not just only, like, wait, not only has he fought Penguin yeah. for like his whole childhood, yeah, but that's pretty much like one of his main villains in in Bloodhaven. Yeah, he's been. I don't trust that man. The same way fucking Clark Kent is always up on Lex Luthor's ass about how he's always a villain no matter what. It's gonna be some bullshit here too. I hope they do that so we can see like Dick be mad, paranoid for no reason. <laughs> Not only is he going to be paranoid, but he's going to be salty. Cause of, so salty. Because like, his arch enemy's son is like, with his girl. You know how much bullshit his pops puppy. <laughs> <laughs> she like, so? Plot anyway. twist, Ethan Cobblepot joins the Justice League. <laughs> and Dick's like, no! It's <laughs> <laughs> like, stop! And then, and then he Batman's takes over the Teen Titans. Batman's like, I, you know, it's been a miss since I had a sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really, I don't really got another Robin at the moment. So, uh, Ethan, it's all yours. <laughs> What's your name, Ethan? Oh, it's gonna be Wing of the Night. <laughs> <laughs> and and Nightwing's like, wait a second, <laughs> that sounds familiar. Uh, I mean, you know, a, a penguin is still a bird, so you know. I think I think Ethan Cobbler can pull it off. Oh, Wing of the Night, yeah. number one. <laughs> Wing of the Night, Comics. issue one. <laughs> Thank us. Oh my god! Uh, Can't wait. And then you have like World's Finest Part Two, where it's like Dick Grayson versus Ethan Cobblepot, and they try to fight to see who's the greatest Batman sidekick. It's obviously gonna be Wing of the Night. <laughs> It's um, it's gonna be some shit where he looks exactly like Dick Grayson. He's gonna be basically Squilliam tentacles. <laughs> he does everything that that the other guy does, but better, just inexplicably. <laughs> Look just like Dick Grayson, but does that, but doesn't make any mistakes in life. Is he gonna be like Squilliam where he got the unibrow? <laughs> Maybe. And the fancy clothes. <laughs> uh, he, he's just, he has like a pipe and like a Hugh Hefner bathrobe. <laughs> he fights in the bathrobe. 
with, with like the with like a like an inverted Nightwing symbol. Oh, that'd be awesome. We need this now. Yeah. <laughs> so DC, mail the check to uh, <laughs> us, Serpentine Pals. New just York, uh, just New York. email us. Email us for this gold. Anyway, that's it for news, right? Yeah, that, right. that's it for news, and we're we're already collecting at an hour. So, Jeez, we missed a lot last week. So yeah, we yeah. did, we did. I had a topic, but I, uh, I knew going into research that we will be will be very news heavy. So my topic is: I've been watching Mr. Robot. It was on there's all season ones on Amazon Prime Video. I'm really late. Season two just wrapped up. We talked about it. It's amazing. Think of it like the parts of Fight Club where it's Tyler Durden's obsession with anarcho primitism and his whole plot to take out credit card companies at the end. Oh, the film version of Fight Club, by the way. And mm-hmm. to erase all debt to fight against consumerist society. Think that plot point, but expand it into an ty- entire TV show. It's amazing. Okay, so the show is created by Sam Ishmael and the lead actor is um, Elliot Alderson, who's played by Rami or Remy Malik, and he won an Emmy, and that's awesome. Watch Mr. Robot. It's amazing. All about hacking and cyber vigilantism. Very good. And Luke Cage came out this past Friday. Oh, I've been wanting to, to watch this so bad. I haven't, I haven't, yeah, I haven't a had chance the chance, chance to watch it yet either. I'm trying to catch up on Supergirl. You already know. So much TV. Uh, but uh, I'm in... T- it's that season again where we're going to be fucking TV heavy as shit. It really is. Yeah, but Luke Cage is amazing. Um, I don't really want to elaborate because I wanted to do like a spoiler cast or just talk about it more when you guys watch it. But it's amazing. Uh, the act, the cast is incredible. Uh, the writing is incredible. It's like politically relevant. Um, I heard the music was great too. It's, uh, it's Yes, all, all the music by RZA, so it sounds like a Quentin Tarantino movie, or it sounds just like uh, Afro Samurai. It's like really, really eclectic mix of like super hardcore hip hop and got like jazz and R and B as well. Oh, very good. I've heard that they make a lot of references to Avengers. Compared to Jessica Jones, it's very sporadic, or like there's only maybe like one or two, but like Luke Cage, I feel like out of all the TV, the Defenders TV shows, it's most entrenched into the larger fabric of the MCU. Well yeah, season two of Daredevil did not mention Avengers once. Uh, season one of Daredevil, like all they kept talking about was the Battle of New York, but that mm-hmm. was about it. Uh, I haven't watched Jessica Jones, so I can't really say much, but... You haven't watched Jessica Jones? Nah, I watched, like, episode one, but, like, half of it. Dude, Jessica Jones. I feel... It's fucking classic. You should watch Jessica Jones, because... Boy. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's my plan. Before I watch Luke Cage, I'm gonna binge Jessica. Hey, um, Chris, you, I, I give you permission to spoil one aspect of Luke Cage for me, and my question is... Does Jessica Jones have any part of this season at all? Like, anything? Uh, she gets, like, Luke Cage is, he's escaping his past, and, like, especially the events of Hell's Kitchen. uh, Claire Temple, the night nurse, uh, Rosario Dawson, she plays a prominent role in this series, and Jessica Jones is never outright named, but, um, Mm. 
they they make reference, oh, that girl you were hanging out with or you're having a relationship with in Hell's Kitchen, what happened to her? Like something along those lines. Uh, but other than that one line, she gets like no like mention. I just want to mention this real quick. You know they get fucking married, right? So why the fuck are you playing around? <laughs> they get they get married. They have children. And isn't she the new Captain America too? Yeah, their kids Captain America in the future. They stop playing, Luke. Come on now. I don't know. I may, I mean, I'm only to episode nine. I've been trying to avoid spoilers on Twitter and Facebook. I'm oh, I still this, have this can this can only on episode uh, until nine until like episode twelve or thirteen. Are we over here like episode zero? zero. I'm sorry. I like. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Jessica Jones shows up at, the, at like the season finale and like some post credit teaser. I don't know yet. But for now, I've only heard one reference to Jessica Jones. They didn't even outright name her. They just referred to her as that girl from Hell's Kitchen. You know. So yeah, so, I was confused. I was like, I mean, like right now they're shipping Luke Cage with other females, which are which. I mean, these actresses and their characters are equally. Uh, as amazing as captivating and, and uh, multi-dimensional as Jessica Jones, but like Jessica's not getting any love right now. I, you know what? On on the bright side, she has her own series coming out, her own ongoing starting yeah. this week, this Wednesday. So she's also she also plays um, a minor role, but she plays a role in the Power Man um, Iron Fist comic also. So because they're fucking married, so maybe she'll show up in Iron you, Fist. Come on, she should right? Like come on. She should show up the Defenders. She is. Yeah, she yeah. she will. <laughs> well, I mean, we had a Defenders teaser trailer released like uh, like last month. So. Yeah, they should. That's what. It, that's how they should have ended Jessica Jones. Like Jessica Jones will return in the Defenders, like they did, they, like they did for Tony Stark at the end of Iron Man Three, or whatever. for Spider Man at the end of uh, Civil War. Yeah, yeah. He will like blank will return in blank. <laughs> Yeah, so TLDR, watch Mr. Robot, watch Luke Cage, and then watch all the CW TV shows if you're not cut out because, you know, four nights four nights a week of superhero TV. That's Can crazy. you imagine? I have never, ever in my life imagined that I would get four days a week of hour-long superhero TV shows. Yeah, like... Con- live like action. Concurrent live action DC superheroes on That TV. are all Every fucking, fucking night. great. Every night of the damn week. <laughs> what? Fucking Yeah, madness. when we were kids, we, were, we just get excited. Oh, there's a new live action Batman movie coming out? Whoa! And then now it's just like DC everywhere, all over. It's awesome. That's the one thing, in my opinion, as amazing as a lot of Marvel's Netflix stuff is they can't get on DC's level with the TV stuff, you know, like because they're coming out with consistent yearly new seasons of the show. And it's not stuff. like it's not like like Netflix originals where it's thirteen episodes. It's twenty, twenty two, exactly twenty three episodes on. a year. And like it's, it's kind of bullshit that we get a season of Jessica Jones, and that's the only damn thing Kirsty will watch with me that's superhero related. And now the next time we're gonna get something like that is like twenty eighteen or some shit. Luckily for me, my girlfriend is caught up to all the CW shows, <laughs> so it is on. On Netflix, point I think it's also BS that like. Daredevil's already an, already confirmed for season three, and then Jessica Jones hasn't. We have heard nothing about season two for her yet. I mean, I mean, I know uh, Daredevil I feel kicked like off they're like waiting the to Netflix tease that. MCU. I have a feeling they're waiting to tease that somewhere, somewhere they're, along the line. They're they're treating the the Netflix TV stuff like 
long form versions of the MCU films where they do one of each and then the overarching like Avengers style and then additional so daredevil is like the iron man of the netflix tv stuff where he gets two movies and then phase one ends with defenders kind of thing but which which i guess worked with the move well, obviously worked with the movies but it's kind of like annoying me in terms of tv because i'm used to like getting especially with all the other next netflix tv shows a new season every year like every new year comes along i know i'm gonna get bojack i'm gonna get orange is the new black you know, we'll get a new Stranger Things or whatever. But, like, it's... With the Marvel stuff, it's like, whenever the fuck the next one comes out. So, if you're not interested in Daredevil, you're you're fucked. You're not, you're not, you're not watching Daredevil. You want to watch Jessica Jones, fucking good luck. Two years from now, you get the next season. I would be mad if they if they released it two years from now. Yeah. Like, I, know, I mean, Jessica Jones only released, like, what, May? Was it was it earlier this year? No, it was no, last year because we talked like, about it. Was like it was, I want to say like February or March. And no, then, it was last year because we talked. Didn't we talk about it during the um, game of the year stuff? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I yeah, it was last. It year. came out like last fall. Daredevil season two came out earlier this summer, though. Right? It came out like yeah, May or June. Oh yeah, late twenty thirteen. See, like it's fucking all over the place because they don't have a consistent schedule with this shit. They need to get on that. They they cannot match DC's TV stuff. Oh, excuse me. It, it premiered November 20th, 2015. There you go. So, like, it's kind of weird how Marvel excels in some areas and DC excels in other different areas, like DC's animated stuff and DC's TV stuff usually are, is, like, way better than Marvel stuff. And then Marvel's, like, their their seasons of TV stuff is usually quality unless it's, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, but, and you know what else uh, DC has over Marvel? Animated series. Like so animated movies, yeah. That's what oh I my god! Saying. Like their animated films are like some of the best stuff. Like, On point for the yeah, most like part. Paul I mean, Dini, Alan Burnett, you know, Bruce Tim. There's uh, some there's some missteps there along the way, but like in, in, in general, in general, some good stuff. When's the last time Marvel put out a good animated movie? I'll wait. All right. <laughs> when was the last time someone was like you know what let's let's make a fucking cartoon version of craven's last hunt it ain't happening you ain't ever gonna get that shit you know what you might get some like throwaway joke in fucking ultimate spider-man with fucking drake bell what was the last time the craven was shown in the movie never never, never happened well with tom holland i think we, we can i think we have hope like spider-man Spider-Man Homecoming, and there's going to be a post-credit teaser. The Cray Van just slowly rolls up in front of his high school. <laughs> That's going to be the uh, the post-credit teaser. It's just going to be the Cray Van slowly moving across the screen. And then and then you just see a like, squirrel girl just perched in, in a tree. And she just, Mar- Marissa just Tomei is like, why is that van parked across the street? <laughs> Tom Holland's like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's not any old van. That's the Cray, Cray Van. van. And then that's how it ends. <laughs> this is great. <sighs> but yeah, Chris, definitely gonna check out Luke Cage. I'm eventually gonna get around to Mr. Robot because I heard so many good things about it. So. It's really Yeah, really I'm gonna get around like, to it eventually. Uh, There's just too much. There's too much media to consume. Too many TV shows and anime and like fucking comics and video games and shit. Way too much. But we shall consume it all. Or as most as we can. Oh, so that my topic went went on a little bit longer. Sorry about that. But we just get we just get really excited over all these exciting things that are coming out. Um, 
We haven't done PS Plus reveals in a long while, but I felt like this one for October is, is definitely worthy. Yeah. Because I think for a long while, or I guess for the last couple of months, PS Plus titles haven't been as stellar as they've been like years past, but it's been, it's come, this month, it's coming back in full force. So here's the lineup. So you got, for your PS4 titles, you got Resident Evil and Transformers Devastation, two fantastic titles. Um, for PS3, you have Mad Riders and From Dust, which I'm not familiar with. For the Vita, you have Code Realize, Guardian of Rebirth. So it sounds like a, like one, one of your many JRPGs that come, uh, come out. Um, and lastly, Actual Sunlight. I'm actually really, really interested in Actual Sunlight. It's got rave reviews. And apparently, it's like one of the most realist, but like de- most depressing games out there. So in this game, you play as an overweight, lonely, and depressed young professional it's a i guess it's like the american equivalent of a visual novel and it's it's got nothing but rave reviews so i'm really excited hmm. about that vita title as well as the two flagship ps4 titles but, sounds interesting um this october um this is a good time to hop on to ps plus if you haven't yet resident evil is like my favorite game in the at least in the resident evil franchise the remake is like the scariest one that i played it's my favorite one and i'm happy Everyone's going to get a chance to play it now because I played the hell out of it when it came out. And I'm glad they didn't offer zero because no one wants to play that shit. <laughs> um, and Transformers Devastation, I've been like so on the fence about getting for so long because I heard really good things. I actually, this is one of the PS4 games that I pre-ordered on Amazon. And then last minute I didn't have enough money to buy it. So I backed out and I haven't gotten it since. So Yeah, I'm really happy. I, as long as there's one like solid game. On the PS Plus lineup, I'm I'm good, you know, and and so Transformers for sure, definitely gonna check that out when it comes out. But yeah, good lineup Great. this month. Thank you. Very Sony. good. Yeah, Sony, like Sony, we were you were losing a little, losing our steam, but um, you know, the, I think I think last actually back. last month was pretty decent because yeah, yeah, last month wasn't that bad either. There Lords was, of the what, what came out last month? Lords of the Fallen and Journey. Yeah, and Journey. Oh, okay, okay. So those Journey's are pretty good, game. too. So the past couple months have been good. Everything before that was like, mm. But yeah, good stuff. But yeah, on to some comic book pulls. Hell yeah. So for my pulls this week, Batman number eight. Um, again, it's, my gosh, like this is a great time to come in because it's, oh, last issue, number seven, it's basically Batman, Batwoman, and uh, Nightwing fighting kaiju. Uh, kaiju monsters created by Hugo Strange, and in this issue, basically Batman's uh, Batman's allies are turned into kaiju as well. So like, holy shit, Batman has to fight his own allies, and they're giant monsters. It's gonna be so great. I'm so excited. They're doing incredible work, um, Batman. I, I love Scott Snyder. I love Capullo, uh, but oh, DC Reaper stuff for Batman, very very good right now. The next comic is a special shout out to our friend of the show. Uh, Ryan, Image Comics, uh, whenever a new title comes out, a new number one, I have to pick it up because Image just does really great um, on publishing. Or this series is called Cannibal. It's written by Brian Buzelato and Jennifer Young. It's a story uh, in like a small country town in the Everglades. And 
everyone's just trying to get on with their normal lives, but all of a sudden there's this giant pandemic where it turns anyone, everyone into cannibals. Um, so it's not, it's, I guess it's similar to an infection or a zombie story, but not. So I, I'm assuming that these cannibals still have sentience, or they, uh, but they can't control themselves. So the story escalates the, with the two main characters, uh, Cash and Grady. Their solution is just to kill everyone that turns into cannibal, but then their loved ones start turning into cannibals. So that's like the the rising action and, and uh, conflict that drives the story. So Ryan, as you know, she... She hosted a podcast called Cannibalism Coffee. Uh, we'll put that show in the show notes. You can check it out. And this one's for you, Ryan, because you love cannibalism, you love horror, and this sounds like your cup of tea. Sounds like a weird <laughs> thing to say. You love cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <okay. laughs> uh, lastly, uh, I'm looking forward to Eclipse 2, another uh, image title. It's uh, I love anything post-apocalyptic. So in this world, the sun is on overdrive, and basically everyone's burning alive, and everyone wears like UV spacesuits on Earth. And in this world, they find a mysterious uh, butcher slash serial killer who somehow doesn't burn without he 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 can live without a suit. And uh, they're trying to find out more about the mysterious circumstances of this post-APOC world. So, yes, more post-APOC stuff. Um, this is a really great title. Uh, it's written by Zachary Kaplan and drawn by Giovanni Tipano. So check it out. Andy, how, uh, what are your polls for this weekend? Or this week? Um, my comic polls is Nightwing issue four. And... Uh, Walking Dead issue 159. And Spider-Man. Oh yeah, and Spidey issue 11. Hell Not yeah. 10? Not 10 again. Oh. Alright. Um, for me, Superman 8 comes out, and um, we all know the wacky insanity that was the last arc of Superman. Let me read you the description of the beginning of this next arc. It is called Return to Dinosaur Island. <laughs> 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 Done. Um, part one: Father and su- father and super son work on a science assignment with bizarre consequences that transports the pair along with Crypto to Dinosaur Island. Now, amid relics of World War II, Superman tries to keep John from the jaws of prehistoric predators. Worse, Kal El can't find a way to fly off the island. So, <laughs> Dan, this sounds like an episode of Rick and Morty, except with Superman characters. This sounds right? amazing. So, the funny thing is, is that in Superman 7 was like an in-between issue where Superman basically had a day off and he decided to go to to like the local fair with his with his son and Lois. And they like bumped into John's teacher and, and he was like, oh, thanks. Clark was to the teachers like, oh, thanks for giving John some extra time for his science experiment. So I think they, <laughs> by judging, but judging by the way that they describe this issue, I'm thinking that. Clark and Jonathan were working on a science fair experiment <laughs> that somehow transported them back in time to like a dinosaur island. Like, what the fuck a science experiment were they working on? This is a fucking. This is the fucking craziest. <laughs> the Superman run is like insane, and it just every time I think that they they've reached the apex of like craziness, they pull some shit. I want to know like who on the creative team is sitting there like. 
Dinosaurs. It's like they brought. It's like they Superman brought v dinosaurs. It's like they brought the the Silver Age back again for for Superman Rebirth. And oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. amazing. It's like they're going to fight fucking dinosaurs, and they mentioned World War Two, so you know there's gonna be some Nazi shit going on. <laughs> Maybe they're gonna fight Nazis riding dinosaurs. Hitler Hitler goes back in time to recruit dinosaurs into his army. Actually, there's this amazing uh, video game. I can't remember the name right now, so I'm really sorry. I'll put it, I'll post it into the show notes. But it's this four-player uh, third-person shooter game where it's dinosaurs, but you you play as a dinosaur, but you have like mini guns and like Gatling guns and like tank cannons strapped to the dinosaur. Like you can well, play like a Stegosaurus with like tank cannons sticking out of its back. So I feel like Hitler crazy. went back in time to, to get the dinosaurs and to like recruit into his Nazi army. And now Superman and his son have to fight and punch Hitler, dinosaur Hitler in the face. <laughs> Plot twist, dinosaur Hitler. Dinosaur Hitler is actually a velociraptor with... Uh, kryptonite for teeth. Oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, like, I, awesome. I can't so wait for this. So that's the actual sequel to Jurassic World. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for this. And my favorite thing is that they bring Crypto into the fold. So they got, they got Superman, his son, and their dog. Did like, Crypto die? He came back. Spoiler alert. He came back. <laughs> Superman saved him, pulled his body out of the body of Eradicator. He's like, saved his soul. Superman. Or they wished him back with the Dragon Balls. Come on. Read Superman. Because that shit is insane. Okay. Um, Other than that, we have Old New Wolverine number 13, which, thank goodness, they're finally through with the Civil War 2 tie-in. And now, with issue 13, they're beginning Enemy of the State number 2. Can't wait to see how that turns out. About time. Can't wait to see see how that turns out. So, those are my picks. Nice. Oh, I want to make a... a And just... What? Jessica Jones. Oh yeah, one. Jessica Jones number one. I'm not sure if we're gonna pick it up, but I'm gonna take a look at it, see see if it appeals to me first. Um, I want to make a quick shout out before we close out the show with your topic, Andy. And that's I read Suicide Squad three last week, and I just want to mention that I'm giving Suicide Squad my stand seal of approval. And I haven't talked about it on the show this much, but some shit is going down in Suicide Squad that doesn't quite match the insanity of Superman, but comes close. Basically, it's the team from the movie, right? So it's Deadshot, it's Boomerang, it's um, Katana, Harley Quinn, except Killer Croc, etc. They're going to do like another mission from Amanda Waller, and it takes them to like this Russian prison or something. And they're looking, f- they're looking for something, and it turns out to be w- like they find a black hole that's connected to the Phantom Zone, and they accidentally unleash. General Zod. <laughs> um, and he comes out and he's like, in, he's completely insane because he's been in the Phantom Zone for so long. So he has, he's like, like feral, basically. He comes out and he's like, Feral Zod? Yeah, he's coming out, he's yelling and shit, right? And so you have the Suicide Squad, which is the Suicide Squad from the film, minus Diablo and the guy who blew up in the beginning, right? Versus General Zod. So you, you can imagine, yeah, you can imagine how well that's going, right? But they decide to send Enchantress after Zod because, you know, he's Kryptonian, but he's still vulnerable to magic. So they figure Enchantress is going to stop him. General Zod just fucking knocks her away like she's nothing. Like, he's just like, boom, I'm Zod. Neil. (laughs) Right? You know what happens, though? Zod turns around like he's going to murder one of the Suicide Squad. And then guess who stops him? And this, this... act right here turn this character into one of my favorite characters it's katana she stops his fist with her sword 
just boom blocks him and zod is like what like he can't he cannot comprehend how this woman just stopped him with the sword she's like this sword's magic and zod is like i will he literally says this this is a quote from the comic book i will boil and eat your magic (laughs) 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 that he screams that at her i'll boil and eat your magic and then he tries to like he um he blasts her full on with his heat vision, but she blocks it with the sword, and she's pushing him back with the fucking magic sword, and she slices out across the chest. And I was like, holy shit. I, I had to put down the comic and stand up and walk away, because I was like, I had never seen some shit like that, where someone just fucking punked Zod like that with a katana. I was like, it's done. And I I didn't know anything about Katana really, and, and that was one of my big criticisms from the from the movies that we didn't get enough of her. But that fucking moment blew that shit out of the water and like katana became one of my favorite fucking people after that and the the end of the issue um it's it's a cliffhanger so they're not done with zod yet but the the back there's a backup story that gives you the origin of katana so you get you get this incredible character moment and then you get to hear, like read about her origin at the end of the issue so it's great yeah. suicide squad number three fucking pick up that book um Suicide Squad Rebirth just started, so you can basically probably go and find those back issues and, and catch up. But it's it's a it's an awesome story, and it, there's a scene where Rick Flag jumps on Zod's back and puts a gun to his head and tries to blow his head off, but the bullets keep bouncing off <laughs> even though it's point blank, and it's just insane. It's great, and that like Katana just fucking yeah, Katana's really cool as a follow up. Uh, I was a uh, I was a pretty late comer to Katana. Actually, like my first encounter with her was uh she was a uh, it was from that the batman and or the cgi batman tv show it was like beware the batman where katana is actually the main sidekick to batman oh, and really? she's a really awesome character you should really check it out but for a really great p- podcast you should check out geek history lesson um it's hosted by uh jason and ashley and they go they pick through a character or a team and they provide like a basic crash course into everything you need to know. So um, where, where their first appearance, their most famous stories, uh, recommended reading. So leading up to the Suicide Squad movie, they did a special on Katana. Um, so I really recommend that episode. It, it's a really it, – it's maybe like 30 to 45 minutes long. It's really sustained. It gives you everything you need to know about her or her magical soul-stealing sword yeah. and her great backstory and her history with Batman and the Outsiders and Suicide Squad. For me, I right before I watched Luke Cage, I listened to their episode and it was a great crash course because I've never read – uh, Luke Cage or Power Man or Iron Fist or, 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 or Heroes for Hire or, or any any Luke Cage property. My first encounter was the Netflix series, so so I'll, I'll plug that in the notes. It's a great podcast. Right. But Katana, she's so badass, and she was my favorite part of Suicide Squad. I mean, you could also you could argue, oh, she was you know tokenism. She was there because she's Asian, but fuck that noise because Katana is badass as hell, and yeah. I. Actually, I'm not. I'm not quite sure if she has her own rebirth solo series. She doesn't, but no, she no, should. No. She should. She is so cool. Like her backstory is in crazy, insane. It has like everything from ninja clans to warring yakuza's and and like betrayal and her family disputes the, and oh, it's so good. The other thing with Katana and Suicide Squad was like she's not technically a part of the Suicide. She's Squad. not a villain. She's she... like. She's, she's there by choice. Yeah, she's, like, she's, she's like just villain. like, yeah, I'm just going to chill. Yeah, she's not a villain. She volunteered to be part of it. Yeah. She's like a consultant. 
Yeah, and like that that moment, it was like one of my favorite moments. Like this year, like I totally marked out at that point. Like just because it's this moment where it's like you you can tell that he's not really gonna kill whoever he's like aiming for but you know that somebody's gonna stop him and i was thinking like oh, maybe enchantress or maybe like somebody but then like katana comes out with a sword and just blocks his fist with her sword and i'm like that is the craziest shit i've ever seen like in terms of like somebody attacking zod like that because zod will like fuck up superman so like to see that it's just like holy shit like oh my god like awesome so yeah suicide squad 3 was awesome totally read it all right let's close out with your stuff mr carasquillo Alright, so before I go into my topic, Stan, what episode are you on? Supergirl? Like three. Like I, I just started, honestly. Fuck. You can you can tell. I don't really care because I'm gonna I'm not I'm not even bothering. Like I'm gonna watch all of season one, but I'm gonna watch season two as soon as it starts because I don't care. Like for for Supergirl stuff, I feel like I can I can just jump in because I know enough about the character and stuff yeah. that it's not gonna really matter. Alright, so Supergirl, right now I'm on episode fifteen. Out of 20. Um, that show, it has a really slow start, but it's flat out fucking amazing. Up there with all the other CW shows. Nice. Um, very early in the series, they have Supergirl's Bizarro. Mm. Um, fucking, like, uh, that show is just amazing. I don't know what to say about it. Isn't like, Martian Manhunter in it? Martian Manhunter's a main character. Nice. It's a super secret or surprise reveal. Like it's like uh, Hank Henshaw's in there, but it's actually Martian Manhunter in disguise. Yeah, cool. Hank Henshaw is actually Martian Manhunter. So um, when they first introduced Hank, um, you can tell there's something like weird about him, and I, I kind of was just like, I know who Hank Henshaw is, so. Oh no, he's probably like, he's probably just gonna be this asshole to like double cross Supergirl. And then I found out it was Martian Manhunter and it blew my fucking mind. I was like, oh my god. And, um, there's just really fucking awesome moments. Like, every few episodes, um, Supergirl has this like, I am powwow with Clark. Um, and Clark's like, I see what you did. Good. <laughs> uh, I'm proud of you, kid. And like all this other shit. And I'm just like, yo, this is so amazing. Uh, they reference Superman like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Olsen's one of the main characters in Supergirl. And obviously that's like Superman's BFFL. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all he does is like compare her to Superman and like. Tell her that she's doing a great job and like there for a lot of moral support because her whole thing is she doesn't think that she can live up to stu- Superman's standards, mm-hmm. but she seems to be doing pretty well. Um, Did you see the the crossover episode with the Flash? Not yet. That's episode 18. I saw that one. I cannot wait for it was, that. It was really good. It was a good episode. He brings like he brings Supergirl ice cream at like super speed and she like gets so excited. <laughs> she's like, yes, ice cream. Awesome. Um, was Martian Manhunter in that episode? I don't think he was. I didn't see him. It was it was pretty much just Flash and uh, There's an episode I can't wait for. It's called Manhunter. So obviously it's about my boy. Um, but yeah, that show is just like I did not think it was going to be that good because I heard like shitty things from a lot of people. 
But it is so good. I highly recommend watching it. Yeah, I'm going to get back into it. I cannot wait for I'm going to like do this weird thing where I watch season two as it's happening, but then in between I fill it up with season, season one, one stuff because it's like... I, I, I just want to watch it, and I want to watch. The, I want to jump on season two because I know Superman's going to be a big part of it, and so I just want to. I want to like just jump back and forth. Like it'll be like I'm watching this, and at the same time I'm like watching flashbacks to like catch it's up. It's weird because they keep showing silhouettes of Superman, and I'm like, oh, yeah, makes you just want to see him. Like I, I remember that from like early on they did that. And yeah, I want to give special shout out to Cat Grant. That is my favorite character in that show. She is like this bitch who idolizes Supergirl, but she like shits on Supergirl's like uh, on on Kara, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it's just like it's amazing. Um, there's one point really, really early on. I think it's like episode like five or six where she she's talking to Kara, and she's like, "I know you're Supergirl." And then, like, the episode ends off like that. And in the beginning, Carl winds up, like, getting her way out of it. Mm-hmm. In the end of it all, like, she doesn't believe Kara. And she's like, well, if you can't prove it to me, I'm going to fire you. So, at this point, they know who Martian Manhunter is. So, they have Martian Manhunter come in, like, disguised as Supergirl. And then, um, Kat tells Kara, yeah, now looking at you guys in the same room... She's like way prettier than you. <laughs> oh, you no. that, that cannot be you. Oh my god! But yeah, yeah, I can't wait to watch it. I'm oh. I'm super excited to start watching it. It's really like, good, Chris. Have you watched it? No, like I haven't yet. Like I I just I just keep up with all the nerd, the nerd news, so I I get stuff spoiled for me. So that's how I knew about Hank Henshaw. And yeah, also, me like, too. Uh, me too. I mean, it's just kind of like like it's the same. Comic book villains as Supergirl and Superman just mashed together. Uh, yeah. The Supergirl Bizarro was fucking awesome to see. And and that was really interesting. What was it? Kara, Kara was talking about like this Bizarro before she had her name. And um, she was talking to her sister Alex. And she was like, was this girl a clone? And she was like, I don't know. She looked like me. She had the same powers. Uh, she fought the same. The only difference was she talks like Cookie Monster. And I, was, <laughs> I, I lost. It was fucking amazing. And then, uh, of course, they get the bright idea to shoot her with the kryptonite. And then, and then that's where she really starts to look like Bizarro. Nice. Wait, she gets shot by like a kryptonite bullet and gets yeah she gets oh. shot by a kryptonite bullet uh i think they shoot like two or three kryptonite bullets at her thinking that that's gonna kill her but realistically powers her up so and then that's where she gets that gray peely skin mm-hmm. and that's where she really starts looking like bizarro they need to bring constantine <laughs> yeah <laughs> like they have he well, was he was on arrow right Constantine was on Arrow, Arrow, and I believe, I hope he's making a comeback. There's also talk about him coming to uh, Legends of Tomorrow, which I would love. Dude, I I can imagine just, like, having all the DC TV people on, like, one huge crossover. You know, Legends and, like, Arrow and Superman and Supergirl and Martian Manhunter and The Flash. You You know what my perfect world is? Where we have Monday through Friday of straight D uh, DC shows... 
And that Friday time slot is filled by a Justice League live action TV show. That'd be awesome. Yeah. They're one day away from re- reaching that. Because, like, it was really disappointing when Constantine just failed. And like, everyone thought that CW and Netflix or one of the, or Hulu, you know, would pick it up. And no one picked it up. And, you know, right now we have a Constellation Prize because the lead actor on the Constantine TV show for C- – or for, not for CW, for uh, NBC – He's voicing Constantine in, in the the Justice League Dark animated movie, which is really exciting. But I mean, the fact that he came on CW to reprise that role tells you a lot. And then not only that he reprised that role, but he reprises the role again in Dark Justice League. Yeah, like people, it's people fucking want crazy. Him. And they're they're seriously one step away from saying that. Well, basically bringing Batman into the fold too, and saying that he's he's Bruce Wayne from Gotham TV show grown up, and like that's it. You got it. You got them all except Wonder Woman. But you have like fucking you got Supergirl, Superman. You'd have Batman, Constantine, Martian Manhunter. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Besides the fact of Flashpoint and that Green Arrow's training three new um, sidekicks. We don't know much of what's going to go on in these te- these seasons. So, mm-hmm. for as far as we know, fucking Green Arrow could introduce Wonder Woman and Flash will introduce Batman because Flashpoint. So, yeah, I, mean, I feel like with Flashpoint comes Thomas Batman. And then after Flashpoint's over, he's going to be like, I'm going to look into this Bat guy more. Yeah, and I mean, like, we have Superman and Superman is... Obviously, a part of Supergirl's mythos, like, obviously, right? And if Supergirl is now in, in the CW fold and she's part of that universe, you, it's almost, like, weird to say that you have a Superman without a Batman. You gotta have Batman in there now, you know? And then You, you open have, the floodgates. You can't have the two without the Wonder Woman. The, as like, soon as you you brought Superman in, you casted a Superman, you gotta fucking... <laughs> you gotta find the adult Batman now. The only thing I do want to say... Is CW has, they have a very, very big uh, point to steal a lot of characters from Teen Wolf. This is the second person that they've gotten from Teen Wolf, uh, Superman. Superman was originally playing a character in Teen Wolf. Mm. And then Red Arrow used to be a character in Teen Wolf. So there you go. Teen Wolf's ending. You got a whole goddamn endless cast to play with. I think the point of this whole topic is that. CW's DC TV is like off the fucking chain. Like just it's just insane and like I'm so happy that it exists and like fucking two years ago we didn't have any of that. Well we had Arrow, but like we didn't really have like the whole fucking Well Arrow universe. was just like Arrow Arrow was the pipe dream that started it off. Because Arrow yeah. was just like, ooh, this is a fucking badass and superhero I mean, show like, and then they were just like flash. We've had like live action TV shows of DC before we had Smallville, we had Lois and Clark, we even had fucking Birds of Prey for a while. Um, Batman Birds- sixty six, yeah, we had Batman sixty six, obviously. <laughs> but like, so they, we've had them previously, but this is the first time that they've had a shared universe, and there have been multiple of uh, multiple versions of them going on concurrently. When we have like, we even have like Vixen on the uh, the animated version; she's also part of the, the yeah. CW Justice League thing, you know. It's so good. And they're already working on the Injustice League in Legends of Tomorrow. Mm. So I feel like the only proper thing to do is construct the Justice League. Yeah. 
And now Stephen Amell keeps teasing Death Deathstroke is supposed to be this huge, I guess, thing in season five again. Because mm. he keeps tweeting like pictures of him with Deathstroke and oh, I'm just so excited. Where's my Justice League? You know, it's another great thing I think the TV show has done. You know, uh, Deathstroke has been announced as the lead villain for Batfleck's movie. And I feel like, a, I mean, Deathstroke has been a pretty popular character, but I think elevated by Arrow, um, Deathstroke has a much wider mainstream fan base. So, I mean, now... Yeah, now Arrow's, uh, Arrow's Deathstroke is a fairly young Deathstroke. Probably, like, mid-40s. Whereas the Deathstroke that we all know is, like... He's, like, he's in his 50s mid-60s. and 60s. Yeah. yeah, like, mid-60s. He's pretty old, so to see a young Deathstroke, it's pretty nice. We're we're super lucky. We have all this fucking TV to watch, and Supergirl Supergirl is awesome from what I've seen, and I can't wait for season two, and I can't wait for the Flash, and I can't wait. Glad to, to have her in CW. Yeah, she belonged there from the start. Ten out of ten, SMP yeah. approval. Oh, there there's um there's a uh, what's it called? Oh no. Um... Oh, I just heard, I just listened to it's not it's not Booster Gold. Yeah, they're making a Booster Gold TV show. Are um, they? Yeah, I was hold on, let me, let me look it up. Booster Gold TV show. Cause I was listening to a whole bunch of Kevin Smith podcasts, um and Oh, okay. Okay, never mind. Okay, DC's making a Booster Gold movie with the team behind the Flash. Okay, never mind. But still, B- Booster Gold coming to coming to the big screen—that's pretty awesome. I guess. And one last question be- before we wrap up: Like, what DC property would you want CW to do? Um, to add, like, I mean, it could be Batman, or it could be something like obscure, maybe like a Justice League Dark, especially if Constantine gets picked up. And it gets his own revival. Um, Green Lantern Corps. Green Lantern Corps. Hell yeah. That would be interesting. Um, That'd be badass. You can, you can you can set it up like Doctor Who. You have you have your core Green Lantern team, and they go and they do like crazy missions in outer space with like all kinds of like wacky shit going on, and have them like constantly divert alien invasions at home and then like go to different planets and like solve their problems there and i mean like it sounds like it'll be like a lot a big budget but doctor who does that shit on like not not a huge thing and they they do some really weird shit on doctor who so do the same shit but with green lantern have all have all the have all the friends have how john stewart guy gardner kyle rayner just have them all have just fucking just go nuts i would also like to see uh like a little more origin on Sinestro mm-hmm. and like how the Sinestro course started. Yeah. And even like the uh, the Red Lanterns. And then we can get that Supergirl Red Lantern yeah. for a little while. Oh my god. See, and then you could do, do you could do a Black Lantern season and have all the dead people from all the other previous fucking CD, CW shows come back to life as Black Lanterns and fuck up shit on all the shows. Yeah, and black and the blackest night will have it'll be just it'll be just be the CW verse crossover. It'll just like every single episode, like the Supergirl episode, would be like Supergirl's version of Blackest Night, and then you just do that with like Legend of Tomorrow and Arrow and Flash, and that'd be that'd be so dope. That'd be fucking epic. Green yes. Lantern's a good choice. Mm-hmm. I like that. That is an thing. amazing. That's an amazing choice. 
Ah, I was. Uh, I'm fully, fully on board, especially for Blackest Light and like Red Lanterns and all just all the the rainbow five color uh, Lantern Corps teams. You could do ridiculous fucking out there seasons forever because there's so much like insane stuff that goes down with the Green Lanterns. Like, just there's so much crazy shit going on in Green Lanterns. Do you know what I want to see with the Green Lantern TV show one? Batman, two Green Lantern Batman, three Yellow Lantern Batman, and of course Black Lantern, <laughs> Black Lantern Batman, Zombie Batman. Oh, so good! Just imagine, imagine a crossover between all the CW shows, and every hero gets their own lantern ring. Like you have Barry with the Blue Lantern, you have you have um, Kara with the Red Lantern, you have like uh, fucking Arrow with the Star Sapphire, fucking like whatever, like Star Star Sapphire is actually my favorite core. Yeah, there you go, like there you, you go. Get yeah, Captain Cold with the the uh, the orange ring for Avarice. That'd yeah, be awesome. That'd be awesome. Oh, this needs to happen, DC. I would love a super hardcore noir TV series based on the question. I think that'd be really cool. That'd be cool too. That'd be dope. Make it like Sin City where everything's like black, which Hell is yeah. some red, black and white and red. <laughs> lots of lots of internal monologue and grid. And I don't know. Get get Clive Owen. I love Clive Owen. Clive Owen should be the question. <laughs> and then Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson can play both worlds. She could. She, she she's still Claire Temple on the MCU Netflix, and then she she she's whoever in the Questions TV show because Rosario Dawson is amazing. She should be in every single movie. Just like Kurt yeah. Russell. Kurt Russell should be in the question. <laughs> I don't know how big of a budget you think this has, but. Andy, you have any other things to throw in? No, that's pretty much it. I would like to see a Batgirl one. Yeah, Batgirl. But I would. Reprise. I feel like it would be a little bit too similar to how they would do Supergirl, where they had Batgirl and they would keep referring to Batman, and then like, yeah, yeah like the Dark Knight. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, they never really say Superman. They refer to him as the Man of Steel. Yeah. Katana TV show should be a thing. That would be awesome. Uh, that would be an awesome like fucking like something TV you wouldn't show. expect, but I think would be really awesome if they yeah. did, if they did it right. Get Scarlett Johansson to play Katana. No! <laughs> 10 hurts. out of 10 CW approval. It hurts us precious. I really like Katana's actress. Uh, there was a Karen Fuku- Fukuhara. That's her name. Uh, just cast her in a TV show. Didn't? She did. She played in uh, The Wolverine. Yeah. The, yeah. Just get hair or just get Rinko. Cool. So, uh... Let's wrap it up. All right. Well, that is the end of this crazy ass episode. We were trying to go for an hour episode. That never happens. Nope. Whatever. We caught up. We're all caught up. Thank you guys for listening to episode 83, our catch up episode. You can find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. iTunes. iTunes. uh, SuperNerdPals.com. Get all your links to our media stuff. And all of our episodes. You can find me on Twitter at uh, SweetJustice1. I'm on Twitter at Stan Doom. Read Squirrel Girl. You can find me on Twitter at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K-Y-O Ninja for Hire. And you should check out our Facebook. Facebook.com slash group slash Super Nerd Pals. 469 members. 
as of current count. Let's get to 500 people. Tell your friends. And rate us on iTunes. Give us a review. Five stars. Helps people find us better. Tell your friends. Yeah. Like, rate, and subscribe. Like, rate, subscribe. We also have some other side projects, or side or additional podcast projects. We have Dragon Chat. Uh, we're on episode three that came out last Friday. And if you like other anime stuff, we still have a backlog catalog of anime is weird. So check those out. It's all in the same RSS feed as Super Nerd Pals. Lots of podcast stuff for you to listen to. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening. Peace out.